Welcome to the Insider Safe Place for Men podcast show. Because every male survivor deserves hope, healing, support, and a BMW. And here's your male survivor, leadership coach, and hypnotherapist, Thomas Edward. Hey, what's up? What's up, everybody? Hey, all right. This is Coach Thomas, Coach T-Bone, Coach T, whatever you want to call me, coming to you early, early morning from Sacramento, California. All right. And uh, the sun is kind of starting to peek up around the the hills there a, a little bit. And uh, I'm getting up early because I know, you know, we're getting... Uh, if you want to say whatever, Thanksgiving Eve, and some of you guys are going to be traveling. And so I wanted to get this out a little bit uh, early. You guys know that, you know, every time during this year, we kind of get our, you know, our holiday settings, whatever for us as, as survivors. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Now, once again, of course, if you're listening and you're like, wait a minute, the music and stuff sounds just a little bit different than it normally has in the past, whatever, four or five years. Well, that's because we've moved over to a different platform. And I told you guys I would be revisiting this platform, um, you know, once in, once in a while and just to share with you what's going on. So I'm like, OK, you know, we're going to do insiders today, but we're just we're going to post it everywhere. Uh, so those of you that, you know, are subscribing to the insiders when you go up to the website each month. And so you're hearing stuff that other people aren't hearing in general. Uh, you're getting a taste of it. Now, okay, so those are on the insiders, though you're getting some extra stuff on the inside because you're part of the the insider group. You know, having a a great time this this week, you know, doing coaching sessions and stuff. And for those of you that are on the insiders, um, did a podcast with some some um, individuals, survivors that we worked with years ago, and just just checking in to see where they where they are now. And uh, for those of you that get an opportunity to listen to that, it just, it was really neat. It was really neat to, to talk with uh, some of those individuals and then see where they are and then how they, they shared, um, you know, the program that they did six, seven years ago. Um, you know, the whole, the full year coaching program and where kind of where it took them. And we had uh, one guy who survivor who shared and he talked about how, you know, doing that intensive year with me and how it changed things. And he was saying the great thing about it was he's like, we just weren't working on, you know, the abuse, he says, because you were bringing this business background and working in corporate and all these different type of things. And so he says, I was able to pull all this stuff that we were putting together. And he says, um, you helped me. He says, I'm 53. And he says, I just retired. Like, whoa, yes, right? And that's what I love. I love to hear stories like that when, um, you know, for him, he was one of those individuals where he's talking about, you know, the, the abuse and stuff and working through the issues and he was self-sabotaging and all these different type of things. And, um, and yet now he's able, he's been able to reach one of the goals and he's, uh, he's living his life. He's living the best, living his best life. And that's because he worked the program and uh, he got the stuff out of the way that he needed to so that he could be who he wanted to be. Just great stuff. And, and then this week I met an, another person who started the program, just started, started the program also. And he's been in it for uh, a couple of months <clears throat> and already 
And he's like, OMG. He's like, this is freeing me up. And he's on the same, that same trajectory, right? And he's like, this is freeing up this and this is my mind. He says, now I want to build this business that I've never built before. And because I'm getting the confidence and stuff just from working through the issues and working with you. And so now, you know, the other day we were talking about, okay, so here's your business plan. All right, let's go through. Let's see how solid it is, you know, <laughs> your stakeholders and all that, because that's the world that I come from. So that's what's so cool about this is that I get an opportunity um, to, to help people to move forward. And not just, like I said, not just with the sexual abuse, because the sexual abuse touches all these different areas of you. And, and so oftentimes what happens is when people come and they start working with me, they're like, okay, well, I've done some therapy, but I still got all these back issues and dysfunctional stuff that's left there that never got touched. We just talked about the story, but we didn't talk about how the story is affecting these different pieces of my life. And then we haven't talked about all the dysfunctional coping mechanisms that I'm using in my life because we just talked about the story. Right. And so that's what's different about safe place for men here. We're not just talking about the story and uh, we're talking about how it has impacted life. And then how do we work with those issues in life so that we can move ahead? How do we deal with the self-sabotaging? Do we even know that we're self-sabotaging? And so that was one of the things uh, that was great going back and actually revisiting that. So those of you that are on the insiders that you've subscribed to the insiders, of course, that comes with your, your subscription each each month there for the six months. Uh, feel free to go and to listen to those podcasts. And I hope that they'll give you hope and then maybe it will encourage you. It's like, OK, you know what? <laughs> maybe my new year and I hate resolutions because, you know, how it is. But maybe my one of my New Year's goals is, you know what? I'm just going to decide to do it and move forward. I'm going to do the full program. So anyway. Just uh, just a little bit that that's where the excitement is coming a little bit in my voice there. But today we're going to, of course, talk about uh, the holidays. And so the holidays for us as survivors can be uh, a difficult uh, time, just depending on where we are at. And it was interesting as I was going back uh, on the insiders and just talking with some of the different survivors that have come through the program. I like to call them thrivers now because that's what they're doing. They're thriving. Um, as they shared about, you know, going to the program and we were just talking about how, you know, there's pieces of this that are always with you, but they were saying that, but they get smaller and smaller and smaller. <clears throat> and it was interesting because even on one of the, the interviews um, um, and the insiders, there's no holes barred, so we can ask, we just ask questions. So it's not just me asking questions, but they're asking me questions. And uh, I, I really appreciate the question that was asked to me. And it was around the whole, you know, idea of not just community, um, but the idea of like when we talk about, you know, loneliness, especially like during this time of the year. And I was just so appreciative that these guys that I've had a chance to, to work with cared about me so much that they were even willing to ask me that question. Oh, well, how are you, you know, how are you doing in, in, in this area? What's going on for you? And it allowed me an opportunity to actually share some stuff that I hadn't, I, I hadn't even thought about for, I mean, well, I guess I hadn't thought about it until they asked the question and it came to, and they were like, man, thank you for, you know, for sharing that. And I'm like, well, thank you for asking that question. It was just this interchange that was, that was beautiful. It was wonderful. So, um, 
I know I'm digressing a little bit here, but that's kind of sometimes when we're talking about this time of year and what it brings up for us. So when we're talking about making it through the holidays, it's kind of that time of the year, right, where, where the holidays come and everyone has these expectations. So expectations of there to be, you know, thanks and giving and cheer and, and holiday and all those different type of things. Even though COVID has kind of changed things for us, you know, some bit. But the reality is for some of us out there, we're still living with trauma, right? And so for this time of year, sometimes it can actually be triggering for us, triggering as hell, right? And I'm going to say for some people, for some people, because they haven't had an opportunity or they haven't been in a place where they can address some of these issues, sometimes what happens is I'm going to say the acute post-traumatic stress disorder symptoms start to come up for them. And so they get triggered. And what I mean by acute, so then they start having flashbacks, emotional flashbacks um, when they're with family, if it happened within the family or within these situations, usually because they haven't had a time to actually deal with it. They haven't dealt with it. Or maybe this is the first time that it's actually, actually coming up. So I just wanted to just give you some things to, to think about during this time of year that um, if you if you are, if you are dealing with this and maybe things are coming up for you, just some different maybe mindsets or things to to think about during the holidays. And the first one is I just want you to remember who you are today. Um, some of us, we're going to be in environments and we are going to be triggered by, you know, some people that might be in our families. And this is a hard one. This is really a hard one, especially when you're sitting there, whatever, you know, during these gatherings and there's someone, someone in the group, someone in the family that has sexually abused you. Nothing has never been said about it. Nothing has never been done. It's still undiscovered. And you're like, you're sitting at this table or in this room with these people. And it's hard not to be triggered. It's not hard to be to be triggered because your brain is associating, of course, the abuse and there's the person right there that abused you. So remember who you are today. Okay. And so that's what I'm going to, I'm going to say to you, if you find yourself in, in those moments. And so, because oftentimes when we are sitting there, what happens is our mind goes back, of course, to when it happened when we were a child, right? And so the reason is because indeed there's there's a hurt child who is alive and well within you. But the thing is now that you're an adult, and the wonderful thing about being in this place is that now that you are an adult, you can actually make choices. And so don't forget that, that you do have the power as an adult to make choices and to have power over your life. One of the things for us as survivors, especially male survivors, that we constantly, I'm going to say the underlying red scarlet line that goes through a lot of our abuse situations is the whole idea of control. And so oftentimes in our life, we're trying to get back that control in, in some way. And sometimes that's where our dysfunctional coping mechanisms actually come into place. There was a time in our life when we didn't have control and someone used their control over us to control our bodies and what was done for us. And sometimes that that struggle is always now trying to get that balance. I'm trying to get control again. And that's kind of the underlying scarlet, if we call it thread, when we're working through the healing. 
And so that's really going to be important. But now who you are today as an adult, you have the power, you have the control to, to start either working through the issues and you have the, the, the control and you're empowered to do what you need to do. And so here's one that I want you to, to think about, especially if you are, I'm going to say expected, or you are planning to go to whatever uh, the family gathering and there's someone there that abused you. So here are some things to think about. First of all, don't touch or hug anyone that you don't want to. Okay. Don't touch or don't hug anyone that you don't want to. Okay. So if you've decided, if you made the decision, right, and this is still your power control, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go. When there's people, whatever that you want to see, but there's the possibility that this person is going to be there. Remember, don't touch or hug anyone that you don't want to. And I know it sounds so simple, right? But we shouldn't touch or hug anyone that we don't want to. No matter, no matter if it's family obligation teaches us, right? Oh man, I remember this is Chid, you know, and as parents, maybe think about your parents now and say, oh, go over there and then hug your Uncle Joe. Well, and you're like, but wait a minute. Uncle Joe might be one of the individual who's the perpetrator, who's the abuser. And you're telling me to go over and, right? So with, with the obligation, right? Now, if we can create, of course, for those of you that are listening in the, in the family, uh, and you notice the child is maybe a little bit hesitant about it, uh, we might need to kind of take that to the side and, and have a conversation because there might be some stuff that's going on. You got to watch those, those cues also that are taking place. So... When we t when, the reason I'm saying this is because consent, uh, we often use the word consent when we're talking about sex, all right? And it just gets applied over and over to sex, but it's not just about sex, right? Consent has to do with everything in life. And so that's including any type of touch that we experience, okay? So whether it be sexual touch or not. And around the holidays, there's this expectation of physical contact okay and so but i'm here to say you don't need to touch anyone <laughs> that you don't want to touch okay or that you don't want to touch you and you know um oftentimes if that's the case i tell people well if you feel like there's an obligation okay then you can either shake the hand or you can wave okay if that's what you need to do then do what you need to do because your sense of safety is way more important, I'm going to say, than politeness. And those of you that have experienced, you know, the, I'm going to say the acute post-traumatic stress uh, situations where you're being triggered, you know, when someone touches you and stuff, and you realize, you know, how long it takes you to work through those, those things when they come up like that, it's like it's not worth it. It's not worth it. And so don't feel bad or uncomfortable about asserting your physical boundaries. Okay. All right. So that's my, my first, you know, idea there when we're talking about, you know, trying to make it through the holidays as survivors, but you know, let's step back uh, a moment here because here's one. And, you know, so one of the choices that you can actually make is to not go to the abusive family's home. Right. And so if it's being held in the home or the person's going to, to be there, then you can also remember, because you're an adult now, you can make the choice not to go. 
Now, I've uh, worked with, you know, some guys, and actually what we did was uh, they made the decision, you know, they started working through the program, and I would share with them. They're like, oh, I don't. I was like, no, you don't have to. You don't have to go. And I said, here's the thing. Let's empower ourselves. So when the host or whatever asked us, well, you know, why can't you be there? This might be a time to share our voice before as opposed to sharing it there at the Thanksgiving table, right? And says, well, you know, I would like to come to the event, but, you know, when I was a child, Uncle Joe did some things to me, and, you know, he's still there part of the family, so when, when I get there, I get reminded of those things that he did to me. And so I had one um, survivor do that, and so they did that ahead of time. And guess what the family did? The family addressed it. Now, it's not always like that because in some families and stuff, you know, that wonderful portrait that they're trying to paint of them being the perfect family gets in the way and they deny the abuse. Okay, so there's no investigation into it or anything. But it just so happened in this family when he shared that (laughs) with his family, they were like, no, uh, uncle, because the statute of limitations had already, you know, Past. So there was nothing that they could, could do from a legal perspective. But the family says, okay, that's okay, because Uncle Joe is now banned and barred from any family gathering. So you just come on and we will enjoy your presence. Now was awesome. That was awesome that the family supported him like that. But I just want to say to you that one of the choices is that you don't have to go, right? And it's it's really difficult because sometimes we find ourselves making making excuses. Right. And so you'll say, well, you know, I'm sick. I don't feel well, as opposed to maybe just sharing. And you don't have to share all of it, just some of the pieces of the abuse history. If you just feel comfortable saying, well, you know, there's some things that happened in, in the past with so and so and so. And I'm just not comfortable being in the same place for them because they represent. And then you share what it is um, to my safety. Right. And you can even say, and I'm going to counseling for it. Now, that'll probably I'm getting coaching, whatever for that should open some eyes there. If you have a family that I'm going to say is in tune and cares and is responsive. Okay, because you're dealing with, you know, the issues of maybe anxiety and, you know, all these different type of things because of that individual. All right. Here's the next thing I'm going to to say. And I don't know how this one goes you know, for a lot of people, but in the way that we've usually been used to, I'm going to say dressing the holidays, you don't have to acknowledge the hollow, the holidays. I'm going to say maybe the way they have been traditionally in the past. So in other words, you don't have to celebrate those holidays um, the way that they did in the past. For for me, and, and I remember this was an issue for me because I got to a certain point after, um, um, oh, how old was I? Anyway, I left. <laughs> so I left. Uh, I left, you know, the, the whole family thing. And I was just, I was distant. I was distant for a while. And there would be only certain people that I would even contact or, or talk to, right, in our, in our family because of the abuse. And it was like, you know, I'm not going home for, you know, Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever. Because for me, I just can't be whatever in the room with those individuals and, um, pretending that nothing happened and then understanding because I already at some time had tried to share some of the stuff, but kind of got the, well, no, you're lying type of whatever. And it's like, I'm not going through that. 
again. And so, you know, there were times where I just like, nope, uh, I'm going to celebrate it a different way. And so what I would do is I would create, if you want to say my family, say, so my friends, my close friends. And, and so I would invite them during the holidays hey, do you guys mind if we do, you know, Christmas, whatever, at my place, whatever, this year? And, you know, maybe I do it like a week, you know, ahead of time of theirs. So it's not taking away time from, you know, their family gatherings and stuff. And it was great because you still get to have the support that you need, but it's in an environment that you've created that is safe. And so maybe that's something to think about also, just celebrating the holidays a little bit different. So when we talk about acknowledging them, acknowledge them maybe in a different way. Now, here's a big one I'm going to give you. So if you've decided, especially that you're going to go ahead and appear at the family function and there is someone there that is your perpetrator, your abuser, but wherever you're at right now, you've decided to maybe, you know, be silent, whatever about it. Stay sober. I'm just, I'm just going to tell you right now, stay sober. This is a big one, and I can't emphasize that enough, right? Because what happens is if you get drunk, especially because, like, this person is reminding you and stuff, and you're like, well, I'm just going to, you know, drink it away, you're going to lose your grounded, centered spot, yeah, you're going to relax a little bit, right? Because, you know, the alcohol is going into this, to the system and the inhibitions and things. That's, that's true, but it's going to give you a false sense of ease, okay? Now, somebody told me, like, they um, do take your Xanax. <laughs> if you have to take Xanax, do take your Xanax. Uh, yeah, that, that's true if it's necessary, uh, but make sure you just stick to your prescribed dose if, if that's the case. But I'm just going to tell you, from experience and then working with hundreds of guys stay sober. Okay. And I usually, when I'm working with individuals, I say, if you don't think that you can stay sober, don't go. Just, just don't go. I've seen this end in some, some ways that have just been horrific. Just, just horrific. Um, yeah, it's just hard, especially when you're there and all the inhibitions and then everything is dropped. Right. I'm going to say out on the table with the turkey there. Um, it can make things even harder for you. I'm going to say in healing going forward, it's nice. Oh, it's nice that it's out now. But now I'm going to say the way in which it was delivered, the way in which it was served, then starts to create more problems for you that you're going to have to deal with, I'm going to say in the future. So I'm just, I'm just asking you, please, if you're going stay sober, drink, whatever, you know, your soda, your pop, whatever it is, but stay sober. All right. So like we said, when we're talking about navigating the holiday, especially with the, the trauma that is in our Live here, are just a few things. I know, I know, I've already gone over my twenty minutes, but hopefully, your brain can still stay engaged here uh, a little bit, uh, despite the neuroscience. So, like I said, build new traditions with your chosen family. Okay, so that's going to be important. Okay, and because you want to, you want to choose to be around people that you want to be around. 
not people that you're going to always have to walk on eggshells with. Okay. That's really, that's really going to be important. That's going to really be key. Now here's something else I want you to, to think about if you are in situations where you have to be there or you feel obligated to, to be there. And I know that's the choice that sometimes that, that we make minimize conversation. I'm going to say with the perpetrator or anyone who has been abusive to you. Okay. And so, you know, it's going to look like you're kind of hiding and avoiding, but that's the way that it goes, especially if this is going to, to trigger you now uh, again, right? Maybe you're just not at the point where you're like, man, I, I just, I want to be around some of the people that are there. So I, w- I want to see them, but I can't control this perspective of this perpetrator who's still there. Maybe the family's whatever treating it in a certain way that I have to be there. Okay. So if you're going to go, then just minimize your conversation with that individual if they are there. Okay. Now here's the thing. Cause I remember one, one individual I was working with him. And so the perpetrator and his family was, he was an instigator, like rubbing the nose of the, of his abuse victim. So when they would have the family get togethers, it was almost like he was like stalking the person, right? Um, kind of like saying, Oh, you know what I did to you, I got away with or, or something like that. Now that was before he took my advice and then acknowledged it. Right. Um, so in that situation, um, my advice is if you're going to go, then try and keep people around you. So that means that you're never in an instance or a situation where you're alone with that person where they can either nudge you or, you know, it's hard to explain and, uh, in, in my mind, but I just remember when he would, you know, talk about it and, and describe it, you know, it's like, well, it's actually a sociopath, but it's from the perspective of the person, like they're just flaunting that they got away with something. That was the kind of the, the underlying and that the person was actually trying to say, yeah, you know, I got away with abusing you and stuff. And I know that you're not going to tell, I know you're not going to say anything in this environment. And so um, before we got him to the point of actually being able to like to share with the family what had happened and what was going on, then one of the, the advice pieces was, okay, so if you're going to be in these situations, just always make sure that there's someone there with you, right? And so then that way it made it more difficult for that person, if you want to say they kind of dig the knife in at what they had done and what they had got away with. All right. Let's see. What else can we talk about here? All right. So here's another thing when we're talking about, you know, dealing with this, make sure that you have, I'm going to say a plan for emotional support during the holidays. Okay. So identify whatever your trusted friend, whoever it is, friend, cohort, sibling, you know, that can provide you, I'm going to say with the love, with the strength, and ask them to be to be your person, you know, while while you're dealing with some of these things, especially if it is around the holidays, ask them to kind of be a support for you and create that plan together. So what does what does this look like? But that means that you have to know a little bit about 
yourself. And so maybe during this period, okay, and usually when I say periods, usually it runs from usually Thanksgiving all the way through Christmas to the New Year's. Maybe want to make sure that you've got some check-ins. It could be weekly check-ins. It could be daily check-ins. Whatever it is that you feel that you need, okay? Now, this is one of the reasons when I talk about support and when I work with the guys in our coaching program, it works from the perspective of you need to have 12 other individuals in your tribe. And that's so that you don't burn one out, okay? In other words, each one touches a different perspective of who you are. There are people in your tribe, like let's just say if you're a huggy person, and you need a secure hug from a person that you don't feel threatened by, everyone in your group is not on that same page. But if you have an individual within your group that that's what they're, I'm going to say they can contribute and help with, then you've got that. There's going to be other people that are in your group that, man, I just need somebody, you know, when my mind goes off onto these tangents, I just need someone who can just bring me back to my logical prefrontal cortex side, right? And so there are people in your group that might be able to do that, right? And so that's the reason I'm asking you to have all these these different aspects kind of covered when you're talking about in your plan. So understand what your needs are and then find those individuals that are willing and, and want to help you in those areas. Okay. Here's another thing, and I know we've talked about it already, but just making sure that you're establishing those boundaries, boundaries within the, within whatever, I'm going to say family, group, whatever's going on for you. Because when we're talking about establishing boundaries with our families, it, it can help us to actually feel safer when we're entering those traumatic or triggering spaces. Okay, so, you know, each of us, you know, we get to decide what our boundaries are, I'm going to say based upon our specific needs of what actually makes us to feel safe. So now it can be that, you know, we're going to stay at the home, okay, with our our families or our loved ones. But maybe instead you stay at a friend's house or maybe instead you stay at a hotel. And so what happens is by creating those boundaries, you know, like sometimes I'll, I'll ask individuals how, what is the the minimum maximum average time that you can spend with your family okay under these circumstances and we we all know it right there's people in our family like you know what i can only stand being around her for about 30 minutes (laughs) and that's it and we're assuming well the person if they haven't changed they're going to be the same and i know that's about all that i can i can tolerate it's like okay so if you know that then establish those boundaries. If you know, you know what? I can't handle three days of this person so or being in the same house with this person, so I'm going to be at a friend's home, or if I'm flying in somewhere, maybe I'm going to actually stay at a hotel, okay? And, then, you know, they'll be like, oh, no, you don't. Yeah, yeah, no, it's just better. It'll be less work for you. <laughs> if you want to if you <laughs> cut it that way, you can, you can do that also. Uh, The other thing is I'm going to say when we talk about this, just remember, especially if if you're starting to to spiral down, I always want to make sure this, make sure that you have, I'm going to say the hotline for support line. So the the national sexual assault hotline, 
you know, which is 1-800-656-4673. Okay. And it's, I think it stayed that same number for, I don't know uh, how long or rain, or you can even call the national prevention um, lifeline, which is 1-800-273-8255. Put those numbers I'm going to say in your cell phone. And so if you need to, at some point, Sometimes we get into places or we're in places where we just don't have any support whatsoever. And it's nice to be able to hit those numbers and then to get a, a voice on the other end that might just be able to be there for that time that we need them so that we can work through some of those things and some of those issues. All right, guys, I've already gone over course over my time here, but I just wanted those things were on my mind this morning. And so I just wanted to kind of throw them out there. And of course, there'll be more. Those of you that are on the um, insiders, remember, we still have. And if you want to go to the archive um, podcast, so we have the podcast from years um, back or a year back. when We talked to the different survivors during this time and them sharing their information and things that they did. And so feel free, uh, those of you that have subscribed, to just take a, a listen to those. You know, take a listen to one each day, and it'll help get you through, I'm going to say, this holiday season. Hey, guys, once again, thank you so much for being here. Um, thank you for those that are supporting through the insiders. And I want you to start, you know, I know we started to come through different seasons. And I want you to start thinking about what do you want your life to be? What do you want your life to look like? I'm just thinking about this, you know, now, of course, as I'm, you know, working and, and, um, and coaching and just seeing the success of a lot of people, but I had to start with them thinking like, what, what do I want my life to look like? What do I want it to be? Whatever, you know, a year from now, six years from now. And then the thing is, okay, am I willing to do what it takes? Am, am, am I willing to, if you guys work with me, we do the pain gain chart, right? And so what are going to be the benefits if, you know, if I get in there and start working through this stuff, start working through these, these issues. And it's nice when we do that chart. And it's so nice then after the, the program, they look and they're like, wow, look at all that stuff that we were able to focus and concentrate on. And so wherever you are, you know, right now, first of all, Know that there's someone here that cares about you. And I, I hope that, you know, my past 20 years of doing this shows that I do care, that I do care about male survivors. Um, but I want you to ask yourself, what do you want? What do you want out of life? Where do you want to go? Where do you want to be? And who do you want to be? And so I know I'm hoping that you're thinking about from the perspective, I don't want the sexual abuse to define my life anymore. There's things that I want to accomplish there are things that I want to do, right? And so when I ask you that question, I'm asking you to take a, a deep look during this time. And as I said, you know, on the insiders, I'm just a piece. I, You know, when I think about people's journey that have invited me in to help them during a, a certain period of, of time, I'm just a piece. I tell people I'm just a piece of the puzzle. I'm not all the puzzle, and I don't, you know, exclaim to be all of the puzzle just a piece. But often for many survivors, it's the piece that they needed to either put them on their trajectory or it was the piece that they needed to move them to where they wanted to go 
or maybe the piece that they needed to finally, finally get the help and assistance that they want, just depending on where they are. So I want you to think about that. You know, when you're thinking about safe place for men, just creating that safe place will be here, hopefully, God's willing, uh, here to help you. But just remember that you are never alone and that there's always a place. And you guys know me. Send me email. Okay, if you got something, and I'll do my best to answer it as fast as as possible or as soon as possible. It depends, though, because during this time of year, sometimes the email box starts to fill up because I say, look, what? You know, just if you need a place to share, share. But it's interesting. That's the place where a lot of people start this journey. The ones that you're, you're listening to there on the insiders. And that's how they started. They sent me an, an email and said, hey, you know what, T, this is what's going on for me. And they share. And they just put it all out there because it's a safe place to put it out there. Just sharing stuff they've never shared before. And then once they start the program, they're like, wow, I didn't know I, I could share it in, at this level of detail. I'm like, yep, you can say whatever you need to me. And it usually doesn't make my hair fall out because it's shaved. <laughs> but you do have a place. All right, guys, have a, a wonderful, great you know, Thanksgiving uh, holiday, safe one. Uh, hopefully it will be one that will be productive. And hopefully it will be one where you are supported and one where you know that you are loved. All right, guys, this is Thomas Edward, Coach T, Coach T-Bone, signing out for you guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm.